Hello and welcome to Gone Off on a Tangent. So this is part two of our Liam Bridcut chat. I uh, hope you enjoyed part one. I hope you've gone and downloaded some of our old episodes because, I mean, we would say this, but they're fucking awesome. So yeah, so part one, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, he's honestly he's such a great guy. This is, this is obviously part two. Uh, we continue through his journey in football and uh, yeah, please, please enjoy it. But we enjoyed it, didn't we boys? Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, I think it's uh, well worth listening to because it gets quite emotional at one point. Um, and I think that's well worth a listen, if if nothing else. Yeah, part one was was unbelievable, and I think we I think we're awaiting the invoice from Danny for the dints that we put in the floor from all the names he dropped. But um, we're uh, yeah, part two coming up is is equally as as good in our eyes. So let us know what you think. So yeah, so sit back, drive carefully, whatever you're doing, enjoy part two of Liam Bridcut. Enjoy, this has gone off on a tangent. We wouldn't even be here without our sponsors. They've helped us get off the ground. The I first... mean, we literally sat in one of the sponsors. Yeah, so we are sat inside the Active Arena Lincoln, uh, who was our first sponsor and also our first player special, which was Danny Hone, which we did. Uh, you can go and get get that. Uh, fascinating bloke. And uh, yeah, so we, we're sat inside Active Arena now. It's where our studio is. Active Arena is Lincoln's first indoor football venue with four purpose-built state-of-the-art pitches for multi-purpose use. A sports bar, which is now open, offering food and drink from 9am to 10pm. Adult leagues are now available up and running throughout the week. Please check them out. And how would I check them out, boys? Where would I go? Well, you'd just come here and sit in the beer garden and eat some lovely food. <laughs> correct, um, Carl Stubbs. That is correct. Plenty of beer. Where would I find them on social media, Carl? Uh, you would go on Instagram and search Active Arena Lincoln, and they'll come up on there as well as Facebook. So obviously. Sunderland, and then you get the low move to the mighty Leeds United. Anyway, that'll yeah, move on from that. So <laughs> to, it's the only uh, reason everyone's listening to this because yeah. they know Liam played for Leeds. The, the hashtag LUFC is going to get so many downloads on this. Blow up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're a bit, we're a big club, mate. A bit like no. So, in all seriousness, yeah. When you joined, mm. we we were we were transitional. Should we say we're going through yeah. a transition? We had loads of managers, similar to Sunderland. Loads of different managers. Lots of things happening. Yeah, steady the ship. And in all seriousness, when you, when you joined in that, it was it January, wasn't it? Yeah. When you joined, it was like we, we'd leveled up. Seriously, I'm just blowing smoke up your ass. It was like we'd leveled up. You were, he called you were him brilliant. A prick earlier. Yeah, he called to a his prick. face, in, to be serious. Yeah. Just an hammer, really. yeah. <laughs> But you, you, were, you were brilliant. And Thank um, you. you're welcome. And uh, the He's main still thing. Still not going to follow you, mate. He is. When he gets on Twitter, I'm his first follow on Twitter. I'm his first follow on Twitter. <laughs> But um, let me get this genuine stuff out of the way first. You get out, go on. But in, in, all, in all seriousness, there was a lot of people just phoning in in then times and they were looking for direction and yeah. eventually it's happened. So like, you'd have played William Cooper, Katana yeah. Barardi, they were just needing focus. Yeah. So they, clearly they were good players that was there. But what, what, was it, what was it like joining Leeds at that time? Because we were quite rudderless. Yeah. It, for me, it was, in terms of going there it was like you said it was a big club the history of the club it was a massive club to go to but I didn't realise actually how bad of a state that the club was in until I actually got there in terms of obviously players not happy and uh, like you said they were kind of lost but I think in terms of when I went in in terms of my mentality and the way I work day to day I think 
not being big headed myself, but I give the lads a lift in terms of I wanted to do things right, I wanted to win games, I wanted to play a certain way. Um, so I give them that kind of a, a bit of a lift. So I, f I think that's what probably helped the lads to, to, to kind of kick on. But obviously when I was there at the time with, on, the, on the loan, it was with um, Big Steve Evans and it was, <laughs> and it was, and it kind of, yeah, so. Which is still a, it was hard. a low moment for Lee yeah. that he managed our club. It was that. not as low as Hocker Day, but yeah, low. it was. I think one of the. It was a difficult period for me because I've gone from working with um, some really big names in football, and then Just going really to <laughs> this guy. He uh, he was. It was that bad. It. It got funny. That's how bad it was. It was almost Slapable. funny. Yeah, it was like. It, I remember my first day, first day meeting him. So he's a salesman, brilliant salesman. So when I when he rang me to come on loan, I was like, oh, he sounds like a good guy. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know anything about previous clubs that he's been at. But um, I thought, obviously, being at Leeds, he's, he's going to have a bit about him or whatever. So I've gone in. I remember the first day I've gone into his office. So I've turned up, got there early, go and meet the manager, go upstairs. And I kid you not, this guy... I walk in his office, I knock the door, he's like, come in. He didn't speak to me, so I walked in. There's a can of iron brew. He just cracks it. Before the sugar tax, <laughs> I it swear, was sugar. Uh, he had a full can of iron brew, cracked it, and beside him, he had a family pack of uh, tea cakes. So he's, he's cracked an iron brew, grabbed the tea cake, shoved it in in one, down the iron brew, burped, and gone... Welcome to the club. What a fucking... And I was like, oh my God. I can't believe it. I mean, what is this? He, oh. he, he was symptomatic at those times because it was yeah. still Chilino when you... you yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah, that yeah, bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just before Rads took over, so yeah. and obviously all the change. But nickname, nickname, yeah, what are you on? Are you mates with these? Who's this? What, Rads? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah. It's coming on, he's coming on the podcast. Yeah. It doesn't speak a word of the Queens, but it's fine. <laughs> the, um, and and it, it was just, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Because obviously, you might not have known this before you joined, Literally, the papers got the got the photo of Uwe Rosler driving out and Steve yeah. Evans driving in. Well, I, mean, I, funny, I actually that? heard a story that Steve Evans had rung Chilino and st stitched him up, and that's how yeah. he got the sack. And yeah, because yeah. Chilino, they say about salesmen, it's a perfect way to he was he was a salesman. sold himself. He was because yeah. when I've when he made the phone call to me, and he was like, "Yeah, you can get us playing. It's, it's going to be the style of football you want to play." and and he sold it to me, and I got there, and it was the complete opposite. Mate. It was like horrific. It it got that to that point. It got that bad. Um, so I was on loan, and it got that bad that the lads had had enough of him. He was just unrealistic in everything he'd done. He in terms of like he'd just do random stuff in terms of like we had a like a nutri nutritionist and stuff like that, and. Steve would just come in and go, right, what's everyone's body fat percent? And they'd go through the team. And they'd go, he can lose 2%, two, uh, 2%. he can lose 3 he can Not what you thinking. boys sitting out here, like 4 yeah, or 5%. Yeah, you spinning no, I'm 5% like, no, body fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think at the time, I've always been in around, uh, like for a professional athlete or footballer, it should be 10 or under. Yeah, like, yeah. But it shouldn't go above 10. Yeah. And... 
So we're like, it was just like we had lads what were like under ten. They wouldn't. It wouldn't like they were overweight, but he just randomly gets something in his head and go. He's got to lose that, but he wouldn't be realistic with it in terms of right. You've got to lose two percent body fat. He go. You've got two percent body fat to lose by next week. And you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> just get rid of two. But the lads, was, it got to it, a yeah. point uh, where the lads were like, are you fucking kidding me? Have you seen the state yourself? Yeah, like <laughs> you're telling us. Wasn't it at least he, he, where he actually went and lost a load of weight? I reckon yes, he, he did, had yeah. a gastric band. Yeah, something I happened. Think I, I think he did. Band. It's fucking snap now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> full of meat and gravy, isn't it? But when, when he when I he joined, an anchor around that thing. <laughs> he couldn't wear the club coat. So no, he, he just, didn't. He the came out man. like a blue coat. Kitman well, used to uh, stitch a liege badge. Fucking on, amazing. On all the Giacomo tell, gear. Didn't do a good job, did it? No. It was fucking looked awful. Like, everyone hated him. But it the season before, he'd like, come like, with like, Rotherham with a sombrero on. Yeah, so that that's sort of some. Come yeah. on. Yeah, this is a professional football club yeah. in terms of. It's a massive club in terms of history. And you've got a geezer that rocks up and, like, just taking a piss. It, it, it did get to a point where, like, the manager, I remember, like, the lads had enough of it, and it was quite a reasonable, like, reasonably young squad at the time, and a few senior players, and they wanted him out, and they just couldn't deal with him day to day. It was just the, the screaming and shouting. It was just no sense. The 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 sessions that he put on just they weren't realistic. He'd just make things up. So we, I remember one day doing. Usually you do like a t- attack via defence where you have a back four in midfield. Against like and then it's like a wave game where the, the attack go against the, the yeah. defenders, and um, so he put a back four in and went right. Well, I think there was about eighteen of us. So he put a foot back four and goes eighteen of you go and score, and the lads <laughs> are like, oh my god, like what is going on here? And he's like, but he just he was a like a compulsive liar. You go yeah. Pep invited me to uh, watch Barca and he's, this is what they do. And to buy him two seats on the plane. And all the lads are going, nah, no chance. But he, he'd, he'd say things like that all the time. He'd say, oh, oh Fergie rung me yesterday. Who was his, who was his assistant? Rainer. Rainer. Or yeah, Rottweiler. Yeah. Or, but Ray, like, Rainer's actually a nice guy. I know. But around, if you get him on his own, he's yeah. not too bad. But around Old him, school. he's an absolute wally. Because it, he was like his yes man because he'd go, and it rained on, he go, yes, Gaffer. he go, I went, uh, Pep invited me to Spain the other day to watch uh, Barca. Wasn't it? Rainer. Yeah, Gaffer. Yeah, it was just, like in, yes, yeah, man. it was ridiculous. Quite and it got to a point where the lads were that unhappy with him. And um, I remember being, one game we played Brentford away. Uh, we was playing 4-4-2 and Brentford were playing 4-3-3. We was just getting overrun in midfield. And um, half time he's screaming and shouting at the lads. And like I was one of the senior players, and I just said to him, "Look, we're getting overrun in midfield. You're screaming at people about running. No matter how hard I run, I can't press two people here. We're overrunning midfield. We need to change it." And he was like, "So you're saying I'm wrong?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. We're playing four for two. We're just getting overrun. Unless you tell one of the centre forwards to drop in as a ten at times when we're defending." He was like, just like screaming, shouting, going, "If you don't want to play, don't play." And I was like. Fine, take me off then, because uh, like I'm just giving you a, an opinion. This is what could happen. It was like scream, shout, and gone off. So I was like sat there thinking, no one knew what was going to come in, change the formation. We ended up fucking doing alright, but like the lads saw that straight away. So the following game, he used to line us up four four two. Lads used to come out of warm up and go, brothers, what do you think we should do? Oh, fuck me. 
Fucking hell. And we used to change the formation before the game. Fucking hell. And that was the stage where it was doing all right. Yeah. And we used to change the, the formation and he wouldn't notice. That's how... He, he, he tactically he tactically he, didn't understand the game that he didn't realise that we've changed the formation and yet he's had a managerial career that for that long it, that's what's wrong with football and it was it's well, ridiculous saying about him again being a salesman there's some fans I know that go all over the country really knowledgeable were fucking sold on him and I'm going to say to dad I'm not this fucking clown who yeah. next year I can't know him from his Boston days so I know he's okay. a fucking clown so, dodgy I know he's dodgy I know he's yeah. in it but and the, it, it, every, every, after whatever the, the result was, you must have heard this in the press. It was just like, yeah, yeah, well, I know we lost sort of two 0 but want the fans fucking brilliant. And yeah, like, no, but he was, yeah, shit up. yeah, he he was good and he knew he knows how to work people. Yeah, he, he knows how to to get people on side, and like he knows how to work the press. When he's not doing well in a job, you can it will deflect from that in terms of saying how good the crowd were. We're sorry, and or. They've got a bigger budget than us. Like when we played them, oh, mate, uh, remember that? Yeah, yeah. So I remember we, oh, we beat yeah. them at their place. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. We, we battered them that game, and he's he's come out and, and gone. Yeah, well, if, if we had a budget like them, whoa, 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 like if you're going off budget in terms of table, we're 16th. Your budget, it, it he doesn't take a job unless he's got money. money no. There's a hundred percent. So their budget is like I guarantee Gillingham is is in the top ten, top five. Yeah. So it, it just deflects with things like that. He so. was doing it pregame. Yeah. We were talking oh, about he's, he's, on the but he's good at winding people up. Yeah, every, really every good. Every single method under the sun to get under your skin. Yeah. And it, it does work. It does. Yeah. It does work because I've. I follow Lincoln on my life. It's you hate him. I, hate, yeah. I don't hate anyone more in football. Yeah, no, honest, yeah. Mate. He's, He's up there. Fucking arse I, I, I agree. A, a mate of mine came through the Lincoln Academy and he, um, they were playing a reserve game and he was the Boston manager at the time and he'd just come to watch the reserve. So he stood on the side at Cinebank just to the left of the, the dugout and my mate, Nigel, is just running up and down. Go and warm up, Nigel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Run up and down, run up and down. Doing his stretch, blah, blah. Gets grabbed by Steve Evans. Yeah. If you run in front of me, one more fucking time. He's oh. a kid. He was like 17. Oh, Warming up for Resi and thinking, and I heard that years ago and thought, yeah, well, prick. Well, yeah. Prize prick. He yeah, is. Yeah. A, he's massive. He's an absolute fucking idiot. He's the sort of bloke though that like, even though you, like you were saying, he's like, the dressing room's gone. Like it's completely, yeah. he won't even realise the fact that he's lost that dressing no, room. No, yeah. Like he's, no, like, he's no, just, yeah. can turn a blind eye to it. No, he actually, I think that is, like you said though, when he, when he noticed that yeah. you'd offered that, Opinion, opinion, yeah, and then straight away the other lads have seen you, seen that leadership, yeah. isn't it? It's and leadership. straight away that's when he would have that would have been the the seed yeah. that was planted in I terms think of him losing the dressing room. At that point, he did he did bully a lot of players. I think he's done that in the, in the lower leagues. He's done it where because in the in the lower leagues where you have players what are uh, a start of their career. So when a manager says something, you just head down take it yes no whatever as you get older and you move on in your career and, and you progress you're going to have opinions it's, it's just how you voice it if you're doing it the right way you're okay I, I, I just said to him look this is what I'm thinking so the lads instantly took to that and went fucking hell yeah he's right and we had some pretty big names at Leeds at the time so they wouldn't take any shit from him so if he went started screaming and shouting they'd get up and have a go back and he kind of took that back pedal, and from that day when I said something, the, the lads did get together and kind of go right. This is what we need to do and how we're gonna deal with him. 
because it, there was, I remember one point he called someone a bully. It, we had one of the uh, who was it? Uh, was one of the senior pros. Yeah. What? Uh, what was the? Uh, was it Baradi? No. Yeah, yeah Gatana. I'm trying to think. What, from no, Portland, who was the centre half? I can't remember his name now. Bamba. No, not Bamba. Sol was brilliant. Um, yeah, it's great lad. Yeah, I'm glad to see the Italian. Oh, uh, Giuseppe Belushi. Yes, Belushi. He called Belushi a bully. He because the warrior. He, he used to like scream and shout at people in training, but yeah. that's just his personality. He wouldn't never do it in a bad way or anything, but he'd just tell people how it is, and that's the way he was. And it, Steve tried digging him out one game, going, "You're a fucking bully. You're a fucking bully." And the lads were like, "Nah." He's not. Don't fucking label him that. He said, if anything, you're the fucking... Like, you're doing it. Just out of interest, I can switch off now, but... Um, did everybody like Belushi in the change group? Just out of interest. Did, did, the, did the players like it? In it the lad. group that I was there, yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah. Do Don't it. get me wrong, he... He was a nut job on the field. He was, he he was, was a nut job everywhere. Crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just... He used to come in at half-time and he'd sit in the toilet and have a fag and we have to wait for him to come back in yeah there was a few smokers wasn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. there's pictures so of them outside they just sit and like half time yeah. yeah championship yeah. Yeah. championship he's dart in the dressing room yes he's not the only one pre-game so you used to go to the hotel pre-game right yeah and there'd be pitch fans who'd go to take a picture for the golden coach yeah, they'd the all be at it yeah, yeah. I, used, I uh, had a room beside him and had to move because he used to lay in bed playing playstation until early hours of the morning and it used to smoke that much, it would come through the walls. I could smell it coming through the walls and I had to move room. They were like, but he was, br- he was brilliant though. Uh, like, he was just, much of that just, guy, you had much of that in your career, surely It's not. the foreign boys, isn't it? It's foreign, the foreign like, boys, yeah. uh, the, the Italians used to be quite big on it. It's, it's not so much the, the new generation, but... Well, even sort of one. back in your Chelsea days and stuff like that. Yeah, there'd be, I've seen players, like big senior players. But there was a story with uh, Viali. Viali was one, when he first came into Chelsea. He used to have, um, he used to smoke quite a bit. Yeah. Well, if a couple of the Cro- I remember like in the early days like when some of the Croatians and that come over what was the guy that signed for Middlesbrough big money signing oh, for uh, the Cro- uh, what Croatian uh, Croatian lad. Oh, Alan Boxic Alan Boxic he, oh, yeah, yeah. he used on like 20-25 a day yeah, yeah. like and no, I thought anything of it. Like, you go to the continent, you go to like, Italy especially. Oh, they, yeah. they're, they're all at they're, they're literally one every bottle, every cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's just a culture thing. Well, it is yeah. more culture, yeah. They won't drink, but no, my yeah. God, they'll smoke. Both smoke, yeah. yeah so it's, it's, it's mental, yeah, it's isn't it, really, when you think like elite level sport yeah. and they're allowed to, to smoke. Yeah. Mental. It was the fact it was outside the hotel and fans were taking photos. Yeah, like for me, if you're going to do it, do it like discreetly. But they used to, we're half time. Walk past the change room, get a fag, and just sit out and have a fag, and then come back in. It was crazy. And that's the culture. But that was Steve Evans, like not having control of the dressing room. I'd go ballistic if that happened. At, like when I played a bit of non-league, if, yeah. some, if one of the lads did that in non-league, that, I'd yeah. have gone fucking mental. mental. Yeah, but that was. Like, it's ninety minutes, mate. You don't yeah. have to have a dart for no, ninety minutes. You're, like... you're not going to die if you don't yeah. have one. So, it, it, yeah, but that was the the mentality in the group, they knew they could probably get, because Steve was, it was a circus when he was there. Yeah, It was, it was a was weird a group though, I mean you had all all the foreign lads that, that yeah. Gino brought in from sort of Serie A B, yeah. nailed that by the way, uh, sort of yeah, Belushi and, and, yeah. and 
Casper Sloth and stuff, and they'd brought players in. Yeah. And then obviously Steve Evans knew he needed some backbone and some spine to go with the young lads. Yeah. So like, uh, I think Lewis Cook, Cook would have been there. Yeah. Taylor would have been there. Yeah. Moa. Moa. Yeah. So he's done, he's done really well at Barnsley. Yeah. And it needed a, and hence you walked in and to tie it all together. But there's just two different cultures there, isn't there? It's just yeah. It's just, it, it's it, was, it was. It was. I think when I, when I first signed, there was a big divide between the camp in terms of that, but. I think the second time when I went back and when I went as back as a permanent, I think that kind of stopped. Because the thing with me, I've always had uh, foreign players in and around groups and I hate having clicks in change rooms in terms of like, oh, the foreign lads there, yeah, like African or black lads and white lads there. I hate having that. And my big one is when when I was younger, we used to all just mix and get on and get in, get stuck and get together. We're all in the same, in the same boat. And at Leeds at the time, there was a bit of a divide between like foreign lads, English lads. And when I went in, I kind of stopped that in terms of I wanted to have that togetherness, mm. the, that, like the Mourinho thing. I was going to say that from your Chelsea days. Yeah, so, yeah, and I wanted that. And I didn't like, like, so you go to dinner and the, and the foreign lads, all the Italian lads would be on one table and then the English lads and they'd just talk on and then they'd just go and separate. I remember my first away trip with them I just went and sat with the Italian lads everyone's like having a look do a cigarette yeah I had a fact it's a tab uh, no so I just went went and sat with them and spoke with them and like I'm, I'm, I, I want to learn as much as I can in my life and like open to an open to another yeah language. another language or that, like if the the better I can have a conversation and know what kind of person I know how to treat them day to day. It's communication. It is communication. Yeah. yeah, because it, it like well, in terms of football, I, there's people who just scream, shout, and ball, and you got to know how people respond to that. There's certain players that I play with, what I know if I tell them fucking do this, they're gonna have a good reaction, get them up for it, and go and do it. But then on the other hand, there might be someone there and I do it, and they just go in the shower and or. Yeah, but so you need you need to know how to to treat people. So for for me, the big one is when I went in, I just went and sat with the Italian lads and sat there, chatted, have a thing, and then more before you know it, everyone else starts moving around. You start integrating around each other and. Do you have like much like in terms of like initiations or anything like that? Has that ever been like? Does that help? Do you think that helps? Have you and have you had a daft to do like? What's your what's your hit? I, my go-to was um, R. Kelly, but now I can't do it because he's banned off Spot on Fire. And, uh, <laughs> he's a Lincoln know, Scout, I think, now. I think uh, he, yeah, he must yeah, be. Yeah, 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 he yeah. found Monster. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that was my go-to. R. Kelly, I Believe I Can Fly was my go-to. It's so. a long song, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I just do like the... Nah, that's got some you, notes yeah that. but it, it, it's more banter if you yeah, start yeah, making yeah, them yeah, laugh yeah. the lads or the best thing to do is get a song what everyone joins in with yeah, and yeah. it kind of deflects how bad you are yeah. or you just go in make an arse of yourself and the lad laugh yeah. Yeah. but it's an icebreaker I don't it it it's worse for me watching it than actually doing it because yeah. I'm melting I'm like oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm genuinely love it like and we had to do it yeah, on our Sunday yeah. yeah. we had to do it on our yeah. Sunday side like it, just as a bit like for crack and I was like I'll do it every week if you yeah. want <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen lads like like, uh, like usually we it's on an away trip so it's like an away trip with a new lad it's always on an away trip when we stay overnight so we're all in the restaurant together and we're eating it's just like and I've been in there and I've seen lads and they know they got to sing and 
they can't eat their dinner, mate. Yeah, that feeling yeah. is yeah. horrible, like, mate. Yeah. I, I don't get uh, that. And they're just like <laughs> nervous and things like that. And then, they, like, so I always like the lads on a, like, I put them on a chair, up a thing, right, introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from. And like, you give them a bottle of water, so there's your mic. And, that. and the lads will just start hammering and you're just like, oh my God. But it's a, it's an icebreaker. It's a good, like, I think once you've got over that point, I buzz off like, shit like that. But do for you, me watching it, it, no, I don't like it. Doing it, or doing it. I'm not bothered about doing it, no. but it's more watching someone else do it. What gets me is I can see how much they're like panicking. I'm like, oh, it's big now as well. Isn't it? Every club seems to do it. It's, it's yeah, quite a it's, cultural thing. It's I'm, I'm the same as you though. Like, because you can see it. Like, even on our Sunday side, like. They can like barely speak. speak like, yeah, sure. like, I've, I've seen lads on chairs. So I've had to tell lads like off the chair because like you can see his legs are going. Like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and like just stand on the floor before you go, and like yeah. So it, it's one of them things in football. I think it's a big tradition in football, but I, I hate watching it. But it's it's a good icebreaker. It gets them into the group. I swear this is my last proper Leeds question. But you mm. know, saying about the cultural split, I think it yeah. might be six six. Berardi wasn't part of it. A couple of seasons before, they'd refused to play and travel to Charlton. Okay. So like, oh, I before, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it happening. But yeah. you, you, it was after. It, was it before me? Yeah, it was uh, near Redfern was in charge. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah. Was, yeah I remember. But, then, but that, yeah. obviously, the split. I mean, the fan yeah. base weren't having them players after that. That yeah. was it, finished. A lot of them boys were done. So that might. That's never going to help you win football matches, is it? Same yeah. about Sunderland. That's never going to help. Is yeah, it? probably. That, so when I went there, obviously, there was a bit of divide. So that could have been a, a massive part of it. But I didn't really. I didn't know much mm. or no, didn't really ask any questions about it but like I said but at some point you've got to it's get, got to come together on. eventually yeah, it? yeah you've got to so, um, on and move on so that summer so with Evans leaving yeah who, who's two signed you as it was uh, Gary, Monk. Gary Monk so yeah. Monk came in and was happy straight yeah, in straight in um, captain I think yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so Cellino was a big driving put, uh, like he wanted me there because um, I remember leaving in the summer, obviously on the on, when I finished my loan, and um, he kept in touch over the summer, and he was, he'd ring me quite often and say, "Look, do you want to come back?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, well, if you can get something done in terms of, I need to Ev get out." As long as Evans isn't there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> his big one was like, "He's gone. This is who we're gonna get." And I was like, "Okay." Well, Monk was a proper manager. He was side. very good. Yeah. That summer was exciting because was, you were joining. Monk was coming. Yeah, some of the dark days are gone. Yeah, it was really. You must have played with Gary Monk as a player as well. I played against him. Yeah, played against played, him. Played against him. Yeah, that's an old time. Say that. Proper pro. Yeah, proper he was. Pro. He was good. And he, like from lads, what I played with him said he was a good captain as well. He knew how to to get older the lads and get them organised. His managerial career is fucked, but other than that, he's all right. Do you think sort of the way that you not stood up to Steve Evans, but sort of said that in the dressing room? Do you think that was a big part in you getting the captaincy? Sort of, yeah. You come in, sort of people, all the lads look, looked up to you as like a, yeah. a leader in the dressing room, like you were an absolute shoe in yes. for that role. I, I think, I think most clubs that I've been at, I've been a cap, I've captained most teams that I've been at. Yeah. Um, I think naturally I take it on, but it, like I said, I've all. If I've got an opinion, I'll give it. In terms of like my knowledge of football at the time, and even now, like if, if I've got an opinion that can help the team, I'm gonna give it regardless. Or I'm always like when I went in at Leeds, like the the food was crap. The, they were bringing the pack way. up two years before. Yeah, you drain the pool and they were bringing pack up in. Yeah, all them boys. Are, yeah, yeah, they were bringing pack up in two years before you you joined. 
when Chino first came in, yeah, drain that pool. nice pool, yeah, and uh, they literally have to bring their own socks, wash yeah. their own kit, and bring their own lunch in. So, so bring in baggies of food, cheese, meat, eggs, obviously. They're all on keto. <laughs> But yeah, no, they were, yeah, so yeah. they had like stories of like the carpools, yeah, and like yeah. Chris Wood maybe was like knocking the pack ups together. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't so uh, surprised me. But we were in a mess yeah. financially when he So when, he when came. I went in, uh, I, I said to him like, "This is this needs to change. You're a professional football club, you're a big club, and these things need to change." And I think him. Seeing me do that, Chilino, in terms of that, I think he obviously understood that there was more to be done and I'm probably one of the people who are going to push to go towards it. What was, um, talking of leaders, what was Liam Cooper like? Because obviously he's he's just just been such a leader for, yeah. for Leeds for the last couple of seasons. He's been unbelievable for the last couple of seasons. Proves a lot of people wrong, including myself, yeah. about his football ability. But in terms of a leader, it was never in question. What was he like? Yeah, he he was brilliant. When I first went in, like, there were, the fans were mixed on him, like you said, in terms of games. But I think he's proven that he's... Oh, he's proved wrong. Proved Simple everyone that, that he's, he's that. a very good player. Um, and I think he's matured as a, as, a, as a player and as a person. I think when, when I was first there, he was, uh, he was a few years younger than uh, me, but he was still quite early in his career. And I think he's... Since now he's having a having a family, he's had kids, and it's kind of like put him on the right path to be that 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 leader. And I think he's took it on because at the point when I left, it they needed that they needed someone to still kind of guide them and, and push them in the right direction. Yeah, he's he's an unbelievable bloke. I mean, he, he's he, a top man. Yeah. Ian had um, during the first horrific lockdown. Ian had arranged a video for me for Liam Cooper. Yeah, and he just sent me a, a, a three minute video just look. I know it's tough for everyone, blah, blah, don't worry, we'll get you back in the stadium, we'll win the league, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just still on my phone now, just yeah, an unbelievable yeah, video. Brilliant. He didn't have to do that. No, yeah, he's top man. Don't Happy days. Yeah. Um, so obviously, captain of the club, start the season, blah, 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 and then obviously you, you do your ankle. Oh, at Leeds? At Leeds, yeah, so you oh, do your ankle. Oh, there's a funny story with this, yeah. Is there? So, this is how mad Chilino was, yeah? So, the game, we played Blackburn, and I've broke my foot. I've gone to shoot, and someone's blocked the challenge. Uh, broke three bones in my foot. Um, so obviously, uh, played played on till half time, and then I couldn't do it anymore. I was just in that much pain. Um, and I went for like X-rays after, and obviously found out that I broke my foot. And it was like right six weeks, six to eight weeks out. And at the time, I was still living in Newcastle, but I was doing like a few days a week in Leeds and then uh, think like driving back and forth. So I remember being in bed one evening and uh, my agent rings me and he's gone, how are you, mate? I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine, like, getting there. He's like, oh, Chilino's um, been on the phone. I was like, oh, what's he saying, a mad bastard? He's gone, oh, yeah, he's trying to sue you for breach of contract. I was like, yeah, good one. He's a crazy I thought he was just having me off my agent I thought he was messing around. I was like yeah good one he was like no 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 it's actually quite serious like he's trying to do you for a breach of contract I was like well, I haven't done anything he was like no because you're you're living in Newcastle and you commute I said I'm in Leeds four or five days a week and I, like I've got a place there and then I come home on my days off and he was like yeah he thinks you've broke your foot from driving I was like, 
No, I swear to you, this is not a joke. No, he's a man This is actually not a joke. And I was like, you, you're winding me up. Like, I think my head was going, you're winding me up. Stop pissing around. I'm not in the mood. I'm going to bed. He was like, nah, I'm being serious. He actually thinks you've broke your foot from driving too much. And I was like, I was like, do you know what? I speak to you tomorrow. I can't take this in. Which foot are you broke? My right foot. And so I've gone in the next day and I've gone to the physio. And I've gone, um, fucking Chilino's trying to sue me for breach of contract because of my foot. And the physio's gone, oh, I've just spoke to him. I was like, why have you fucking not told him that? <laughs> you can clearly see I broke it in a challenge. He's gone, I've told him, but he's adamant. It's because you've been driving. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? It's mental. <laughs> so then I ring, so I thought, I can't, I'm just going around in circles talking to me. So I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to ring him. Ring him, and he was like, oh, how are you? And I was like, yeah, I was like, what's this about fucking breach of contract that you're going to sue me for breach of contract? He was like, yeah, you don't live in Leeds, you don't live in Leeds. I was like, I'm there four or five days away. I go home on my days off like most of the lads. Yeah, but you drive too much, you need to stay in Leeds. I'm like, yeah, but I've not fucking broke my foot from driving. He was like, oh, no, no, but we need you in Leeds. I'm like, I'm f you're not listening. I'm in Leeds five days a week. I was like, how are you doing me for breach of contract? He goes, yeah, but in your contract, you need to live within so many miles of Leeds. I said... You're not getting me. I'm living in Leeds basically four or five days a week, but I go home on my days off. He was like, oh, I just said, I said, like, if you want to like do breach of contract, just terminate my contract and I'll leave. And, and then he was like, oh, da, da, da. And then like, I said, look, I'll give you a few days to think about it because I'm, I'm not in the mood. And then he rung me back two days later. I'm sorry. I understand. They've shown me the footage now of when you broke your foot. And I was like, this geezer's off his head. <laughs> And it, it, but he do mad, he do Jesus. some mad stuff, mate. Like I remember when I first signed at Leeds, I, I was like, oh, that, um, they was like, where do you want to stay? Usually we put the lads um, in the Marriott, and I, at the time I had like a loyalty card for bloody Malmaison or something like that. <laughs> so I was like, Malmaison, I want to go in there. <laughs> no, I know it was nice. Yeah, so I was okay. like, oh, can I, I'm alright to stay in there. And they were like, no, no, the owner won't let you. I was like, why? It was like, I can get it for cheaper. I got a discount card. I was like, uh, no, the owner won't let you because it's got purple in there. Yeah. I was like, sorry. I was yeah. like, was he? Uh, yeah, nothing purple. purple. And so uh, is it Fiorentina or something? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's un unlucky colour. Unlucky colour to him. So I was like, are you, are you being serious? It was like, it was like trust me, Liam, you you, you don't want to stay in there. It'll cause a lot of problems. Was it so. um, was it was number thirteen or was it a different number that he? You know what? 17. 17, 17 yeah. That's well, took, them out, they take them, took them all out of the, the seats and the, the seven, yeah. uh 16A and B because he didn't yeah. want the 17. So uh, we'll get on this one. 17's my lucky number. I'd be fuming. Uh, I had uh, uh, my car wrapped, you know, like the wraps, the vinyls, and like my, my little boy picked it and it was like certain lights. It was like, like a midnight blue, but then certain lights, it was almost like a purple tinge to it. And I remember being out training. So at Fort um, Patch, it was like the pitches and then there was a walkway, the driveway, and then into the thing. And I remember walking off after training and walking back and Chilino's there spitting on my car. I thought he was going to say with a screwdriver. No, he was like spitting on his hand and flicking at my car and spitting on my car. And I was like, what the fuck's he doing here? 
So I've like walked over, I'm thinking, what the fuck's he doing? I was like, you're right, boss. And he was like, whose fucking car is this? Whose fucking car is that? I was like, it's mine. He was like, don't bring it to training ever again. I was like, fucking stop spitting on it then. Why? <laughs> like, the Italian accent. <laughs> 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 you're not going to hear it from the Scottish. <laughs> Uh, the Scottish is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, don't bring it into training again. I was like, fuck off. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? There is so many stories that I will not tell in case we get sued. And honestly, they just, they go for days. Oh, the guy was brilliant. fucking mental. Yeah. Like superstition in sport is big. Like, it's I'm one, sure, yeah, you, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, you've yeah, got some yeah, like, stupid ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, you put your left shin pad in first. first or something. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. yeah, yeah probably but, which is fine, but... Fuck me, like, like that is, is, you can't turn up in, with purple no. lights in your car at training or so, stop in a hotel. He was very purple. serious about so he's purple. saying about that purple and seventeen. So I was like, if it was the seven, if we played on the seventeenth, he'd wear a purple tie. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to counteract, yeah. he said it's counteract like the a bad, double like, a double, yeah. yeah. Mad bastard, honestly. Mad. He, did, he did some funny, hilarious things. Like, he took, he did some good things as well, as not many of them, but like, he took Sky on. Like, he said to, yeah, said to no, Sky, you can, you're not fucking coming Fuck, in the yeah. ground. He keep me with the fucking kick off. To be oh, fair, he, he, he took the club out of some massive debt. And he doesn't actually get the, the, credit. the credit that yeah. he, don't he was get me wrong, just fucking he was, mental. He was, he was mad, and every day was like a fucking roller coaster with him. But in terms of what he'd done for the club, in terms of finances and got them back on track, he, yeah. he'd done a lot for the club. A good club. mate of mine that follows these everywhere said to me, he said, maybe what we need just to just to strip it all back yeah. and then just go forward. And maybe it's been proved right. It's so difficult to say because yeah. he was just such a mad twat. He just don't mad. stuff. I mean, as a football fan, you don't on the field, you don't mind your club being laughed at. If yeah. you lose games, blah, blah, blah. But to be like, a, for a long time, to be fair, laughed at just because your clubs yeah, are fucking clubs shambles, and, shambles yeah. and you're just being laughed at what fucking hell what's yeah. next gonna happen at least yeah, it's, fucking, yeah, yeah. it's a lot to take man you know it is hard and then that filters down through the players it if they've do, got yeah. to deal with with something like the ridicule. that ridicule it's like me turning up like, and I'm thinking what the fuck is he doing spitting on my car and I mean, he, he wouldn't. Let, he wouldn't. Spit on my car, mate. And you can imagine though, in an Italian way, uh, yeah, he was going. Up and up, fucking. And I remember one one day he wouldn't <laughs> let us Brian? leave. He wouldn't let us leave the training ground until we ate his pasta. So oh yeah, there's, there's the. He wouldn't let. He wouldn't. He wouldn't let us eat anything other than pasta. There's a video of that on the website in, in the kitchen with the chef. Having a fag. Having a fag. No, having a fag cooking pasta yeah and he wouldn't let he was like Liam you've got to tell all the lads that they're not allowed to leave today until they've eaten a canteen and they eat my pasta that's fucking rock hard mate <laughs> <laughs> it was spit in there no but he was, he was having a fag oh, while mixing oh, the, he was oh, it was what you're today ash pasta oh, oh, it was mad yeah, beautiful no, tobacco pasta yeah dark Dark times uh, yeah. for things. So obviously, uh, Monk comes in, unfortunately the injury, and then out to out to Forest on loan. Sorry for interrupting Liam Bridcut for this very important notice. We are also sponsored by Big Boots. Yeah. Big Boots is the UK's leading online retailer of steel blue boots. To UK tradies, logistics personnel, drivers, dog walkers, and many more alike, steel blue boots are the most comfortable premium work boots on the market, which is backed by a 30-day comfort guarantee and a six-month warranty, which is unheard of in the industry. The Southern Cross <laughs> zip-sided boots are by far the fastest-growing style of safety boots in the UK. Dan has a pair. 
I do have a pair, and they are by far the most comfortable work boots I have ever had. Your feet are safe as houses. He hasn't returned them, so that's probably a good sign. The zip makes it easier for your feet to breathe when driving, easy to take off if you're new to shoes, and put back on every time you enter someone's house along with giving you the protection you deserve to keep your feet safe on the work site. Boots are available in men's and women's. And what you're thinking, Stark, stop talking. There must be a discount code. You're right, there is a discount code, and Dan's going to tell you what it is. So if you go onto the Big Boots website and you type in at checkout G-O-A-T-5, you'll get £5 off your purchase. So that's bigboots.co.uk, enter the code G-O-A-T-5 for £5 off. Steel blue, 100% comfort guaranteed. Another yeah. big club, to be fair. Another big club. merry-go-round. Yeah, it was. I, I I've, remember. on my notes, when I put managers, How many managers? I literally oh just wrote too many. Literally, I just wrote too many. So, what, over the last, what, five years, I've probably had 15 managers. That is or something like that. <laughs> It's not good, though, is it? That's it's so not bad. good for, what for you to doing to them. Yeah, oh, you're supposed oh, yeah. to be a leader, mate. I oh, know. He finds out the colour they don't like, wraps yeah, his fucking rats car, and rats my car <laughs> and, and then lets him shit out. all over it. <laughs> no, well, yeah, he's bastard, the owner of Forest. Oh, that guy's crazy as well. He's an idiot. Yeah, he's I'm crazy. Idiot. It just there's another. Leeds was there was there was problems, but Chilino was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to adapt to the English way and and. To be fair, he's moved the club on to a, a much better owner now in terms of how he wants to run the football club. And you can see that in terms of how well the club are doing now. But Forrest, the owner, is deluded. He's just deluded. That is that is just sums him up as... And the, the, I think there was an article, a player writ about him, um, about how bad uh, he was as an owner in terms of how he treated players and things like that. Um, the Forest was a similar club in terms of Leeds, in terms of the, how big it was, in terms of history. When mm. I, like, I had that same kind of feel, but um, it it had the potential to be a really big club and still has. But just in terms of people are managing it and as the years charge, go by, it gets harder and harder. It gets harder. Yeah, been out twenty odd years now. And at, it, at the big times, it were. It was difficult because the the people in charge, and it, they just. It just didn't understand football in terms of we play a game, and uh, like the own, not so much the owner, but his right hand man would be in the like tunnel waiting for the lads to come by, going, "Why have you not done this? Why?" And you think that's not your job, mate. Like leave that job to the manager to to organise people and do it. We don't need that, and the manager doesn't need that on top of. And like added pressure in terms of you standing in the in the like the the change rooms and things like that, putting pressure on the manager, and that's what they do massively. Leave the football to the football yeah. people. If you, yeah, if you if you've put someone in charge of your club to do a job, so let him do his job. If he's if he fails at it, that's okay. And then you've got warrant to go right. We'll move him on. But if you're going to keep affecting him and and not let him do his job, it's just going to make it a lot harder for himself. As the of all the shit we've been through as a fan base, and talking about Brighton earlier is a really good example. I it took me years to learn this, but you're literally owned as good as your owner. You was I mean, Lincoln yeah. have got I was brilliant, say, you can, brilliant. Yeah, but you can owners. go back to us before that. Yeah, like, same um, thing. 
I mean, Bob Doran did his best, but yeah. you, you literally you're only as good if you if t- it's top down. Yeah. It's top down, and if he's interfering and like Chino wasn't like yeah. the owner of Forest, it's top down. Yeah, so it's it a culture thing the whole way through. But it it, it shows that you'll see it with managers. What what they go? I've got the back end of the club. There's not many managers that I've got back ends of the club. The ones what do really well and get to the point what they've set a goal and they end up going to it. They're the managers what have the back end of the clubs. Where the manage where the the owners don't get involved and things like that. It, because it, it, if you're gonna keep getting involved, you're just gonna cause arguments between manager and owner. If if a manager like it's the same with anyone in any, any walk of life. If if your missus pissed you off at home, you're coming to work, you're gonna be pissed off. It's the same with like knock on effect, isn't it? It's got that knock on effect. So if an owner's absolutely hammering a manager. It's gonna, it's gonna filter into the players. The, the manager got to have a release somewhere, and unfortunately, yeah. it's gonna be it's new gonna boys that get yeah, it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, and but I think like there's like you, the the club that you're at now, and the facilities that you've got that you've now got to work with yeah. there because of the cow. Like, there's no other way around it. Like the Cowleys and the relationship that they had with it for a start with with Bob, and then with uh, oh his name is completely left Clive, uh, Clive yeah. Nat with what friendly yours like Dan is he <laughs> yeah my, my mate yeah. Clive like Clive um, but sort of the relationship that they had to instead of necessarily going out and spending big on players yeah. like that FA Cup run basically paid for that Pay, training yeah. facility yeah, that we've yeah. got now and that set a foundation for Lincoln to go to whatever level it wants to yeah like the, 100% I, I mean like they're decent facilities that they've got down at yeah. there now the pitches and all that probably need a little bit of work because they've not quite set properly yeah. from what I've seen but other than that the facility itself first class isn't it yeah definitely I think but that was one thing that shocked me when I first because I didn't know a lot about Lincoln obviously before I came but when I first came into the training ground I was actually shocked of how good the facilities were um, don't get me wrong they're not perfect yet but it's got the foundation to go to, to where they address, yeah, yeah it, they've done it mate. right they didn't just go right we're going to go put ourselves in massive debt build this and hope for the best they're doing it gradually in terms of right they've obviously the Cowleys have done what they've needed to do and done a great job to get them to where they are in terms of now, now we can pay finances in terms of we'll build build a training ground and then they go right management they go and pick a good manager recruitment but then you get good players and they're doing it in the right in the right way and it's it's actually a joy to see in football because there's a lot of clubs what uh, are just a mess yeah it's refreshing to hear it's yeah. about your club as well yeah like, no it's, it's, it's it, I said it earlier in terms of when I signed well, look, this season especially just um, it's got that feeling of when I was at Brighton for the first time in that first year in terms of having a good manager, good structure in terms of how he wants things to go um, and the owners are on board with it. And it's it's, it's got that similar feeling um, in terms of where it is now. So so was it the opportunity of a, of a, of a growing club that sort of dragged you in, in the summer? Because I, I must admit, yeah. from the outside looking, I thought... Fuck, that's you, a good fuck. I messaged you. Like, fuck, fuck me yeah. in a sign Brickcut. That's a yeah. fucking. Because I was you, at a couple of Lincoln last year when you on loan. I was like, fucking. You, but you, sometimes you don't know if it's just you getting a bit of fitness or yeah. blah, blah, blah. You look like you was enjoying your. Like from when you first came to Lincoln on loan yeah. to like the end of your loan, you look like a completely different player in terms of 
the way that you're expressing yourself and that's just what I noticed like, yeah. what I, like as a fan watching you play that's sort of the the thing that I noticed you just look like you not you weren't like shy when you first come in but you weren't as like express uh, expressive as you was when you towards the end of the season if that makes sense yeah i think it i think if yeah a lot of that goes down to oh when i first come in i had a fractured sternum that's why <laughs> I had a double fractured sternum, so I was well, still playing. Well, you do playing. insist on driving everywhere, don't yeah. you? Yeah, so I was still playing. Did you say whiplash, was with, <laughs> Yeah, so I was fuck playing under pain. No, but not just that. That um, I've said it previously. I think if you would have asked me uh, three, four years ago about being in football, I would I, I definitely wouldn't have wanted to have anything to do with football after I finished football. I, I would have left it and moved on and gone and done something else. But I think... Coming here has given me my spark back in terms of... I've always loved the game, but wanting to stay in the game as long as I can in terms of the manager's give me that spark and bite back. And he's given me that... He puts pressure on me and he gives me that responsibility, what I like. And it's... Yes, yeah, like you said, when, when I come in, it's, I'm happy with my football. I'm, before I mean, the, way you, the way you're talking, it sounds like there's going to be a kind of like a coaching extension to... Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, I think the manager said it in previous in, in previous uh, interviews that I've got that um, quality to go into coaching and management. Um, I well, wouldn't want to be. It sound like they've been there since the beginning. Of yeah, career, I was going to say yeah. the same thing. You it's, can just tell with certain players. Yeah. when it's in you as a person, you, you've been coaching for years. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think he, he's given me that spark back in terms of that, and he's he, he's given me that responsibility and role. That the the thing what I like about them uh, about Michael is his he wants an opinion he wants players to have an opinion he don't just want to bark orders and go a lot of managers will go this is what it is that's it whereas he's not he's open to for someone to have an opinion because the only way you're gonna progress and learn in life is if you listen to other people's opinions and you 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 take it on board mm-hmm. you might not necessarily agree with it but as long as you're having that thought in your in your mind that you can go right maybe he is right maybe he's not yeah. you can have a look at it but and that's the thing what I like about Michael I remember my first couple of games I remember remember who did we play no uh, it was the last one of the last games uh, last season uh, Burton Burton yeah it was the last game we had fans. yeah yeah so I remember Scully playing in that game first 45 minutes and I remember he was working his ass off, but he was just doing it in the wrong way. He wasn't pressing at the right time or he wasn't shutting the angle enough. A bit like a headless chicken. Yeah, he was just running yeah. for the sake of running. And like, and they kept getting in on his side and I was thinking, fucking hell, Gaffer's going like, to... I've had Gaffer's well just come in and go, I'm thinking, oh, this could happen. Yeah. Not knowing Michael at the time, this is like quite early on. Obviously, I've got built a relationship with him in terms of I know how he is as a person and things like that now. But... At the time, it was still new to me, like in terms of I didn't know how he'd react to that, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this could—he could actually kill him here." And this is one of the reasons that I wanted to come back to Lincoln. He, I remember him saying to Scully, he "Goes, look, you're clearly working your ass off, but you're just doing it wrong. This is what I want you to do." And he shows him on the board, "This is what I want you to do. When you press at this point, when this player's here, you go and do this." He's like, "Okay," he goes, "Right." You've got another five, 45 minutes to go and do it right. Like most people would manage. After time, you're off, someone else on. 
And that's what, for me, opened my eyes up and went. He scored as well, didn't he? And he scored. He yeah. went on and scored, yeah. And I was like... That's class. That's but is it, and we won the game 3-2. Yeah, 3-2. Coach first, manager second. Is it a bit of that? So coaching first, yeah. and the management comes no, I think there's even a step before that. He's like a people that. person. People, well, yeah. yeah. You, sort of man management. Yeah, man but, management's massive in football, which yeah. a lot of managers don't... Uh, they just don't have it. They mm. just don't know how to treat people or don't know how to split. They think they've got authority and it is what it is. And, and I've had it with, with Karanka. The reason I stopped playing at Forest was because I asked a question. Like this similar thing. We, we was playing in, in a session. He stopped it and he was shouting. And I said, well, this is why I've done that. Because if I like, pick the ball up here, someone else can do it. And he, he was like, okay, so I'm wrong. I am Karanka, played for Real Madrid, oh, I've done it, that, yeah. and I'm wrong. You could and I like went, that. no, no, it's, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just giving you my, my point. I'm not having an argument Your or anything. Your opinion isn't fact at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, so he it? just it's went, just oh, okay, think. I've played, how many, won how many uh, Champions Leagues? And, but I'm wrong, I'm wrong, okay, I'm wrong. It was like a big baby, mate. He just like spat his pram, like, toys out of the pram. I was like... But you're gone now. Right. As a player, yeah. no, as but, a human, you're done that. Yeah, it's just like belittling, isn't it? Yeah. It's just not just like... dick move. He, he was he was a big kid. Like if we lost the game, he would not come out, would not speak to anyone. It was just like it was ridiculous how bad he was in terms of that. He was as a as a manager, he very big time in terms of everything was about him. And I remember once, um, we was on a bit of bad form and he just went, do you think I need this? I'm a wealthy man, I don't need this. Oh, and the lads are like... This is your manager. Yeah. <laughs> and your he's leader. just saying that and I've kind of, and I'm thinking, like, what, why? Like, what What are you getting out of? And it, it, he did, he lost people because of that and because of the way he was. See, uh, from the outside, you don't see that, clearly. Yeah. You just no, don't. And then, just... But, but when, you, when you made it permanent, a permanent thing to link it. Yeah. A lot of the Forest fans were kind of like almost apologetic for the way you'd been treated towards the end of it from what I can yeah. gather. I, I think I, I, I was I think the Karanka thing kind of like done it the worst the, the most awkward thing is yeah Karanka was my next door neighbour in my flat. <laughs> <laughs> so every, some milk? Uh, <laughs> so every morning so like after like that and so obviously he started leaving me out of squads and things like that. Hi, neighbour. Morning, morning gaffer. <laughs> Playing knock it yeah. on. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. It was my next door neighbour. Literally, my living room on my apartment was on his bedroom, mate. Like, our balcony, I could, if I stood on my balcony, I, I could see him, basically. Jesus. So it was like it was so awkward. It was it was an awkward. Just buying in subscriptions to like yeah. big jugs monthly. Yeah, have <laughs> that item. But it was mad. So you turned down a few more more lucrative deals by the sounds of it in yeah. terms of um, coming back to Lincoln. So it was obviously you buying into the fact that Michael was yeah I think build something. Uh, the the big I just wanted to be happy in football. Yeah. Um. I, I had. A long period where I was unhappy in terms of having to deal with people like Karanka and things like that and different managers, Steve Evans, and I didn't, uh, I didn't want to deal with that again. And I knew I had something good 
at Lincoln because in terms of like what I witnessed with with Michael in terms of how he was with Scully on that day and how he was day to day with people and I was like it's hard to come by good people in football mm -hmm. and good managers like you you so-called top managers but they're good well they've had success but they're not good people they don't know how to treat people and things like that and that was a big point for me for coming back and yeah I probably could have had other options to go elsewhere financially a lot better off but for me it was more the sake of I just wanted to be happy and enjoy my football and like I said I wanted to be part of something big in yeah. terms of it's driving in the right direction in terms of where the club want to be and I want to be a part I, of that. I'll be honest obviously footballers who played in the Premier League are always going to be perceived you know, the money goes hand in hand with yeah. with with that label, doesn't it? But yeah. From what we've kind of spoken about tonight, it's never been a driver for you in any way, no, shape, no. or form. No, no, it's it, really refreshing. Yeah, it's, this is good. I, I think as a kid, like I said, when you when you dream of being a footballer, the 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 first thought is like winning trophies and yeah. things like that. And as you get older, money comes into football and it makes it difficult. Money does make it difficult in football because it, it can affect your decisions in terms of way, what judgment. you want to do in judgment and things like that. It does. But I've worked hard enough and been successful uh, in football to get to a point where financially, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not fucking rich for anything, but I'm okay. But money's not the driving point for me. It's more... I just like learning. I want to be a part of something that I can progress in and and pass on to other people as well. I was going to say, by the sound of it now, you're as much a teacher as you, yeah. as you are a learner. Like yeah. Having the lads, I'm guessing a lot of them lads like Rogers, etc. I was yeah. going to say look up to you, but five foot seven, probably not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a brilliant being out to a high gang. Uh, high gang. Giving them gang. out, mate. I already had that. I went for a piss earlier. He's like, fucking, you reach that. <laughs> I'm spraying the shit off the pan I was like to be fair you can probably reach that we can't relate to this DT but on a serious note like, yeah. I've been like it's almost given you like a I want to say a purpose yeah, almost a purpose again in your career like this is what you're and a, a new driving point yeah. with the fact that you're you know that you're coming into training every day you've got a load of 18 to let's say 22 year old lads that are looking to just get better and develop yeah. and you're going to be a key driving factor in that in it in it yeah definitely i think that's um this season i've i've had a i've had a good season in terms of games that i've played obviously i've had a bit of disappointment in terms of injuries but the thing what's kind of kept me like really driving on is the lads in terms of not not so much how much they rely on me, but I can see that they need that driving the person to like look up to it to to push them on a bit. I'm not saying it in a big headed way or anything like that, but I, I'm here to help the lads as much as I can on and off the pitch. And it's 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 good for me to see that when like someone like comes and asks the question and I give them a point or sit down with them and watch a clip with them and say, look, if you've done this, and then they go and do it in the next game. And they've done it well, and they go, oh, thanks for that. That's but you're seeing, for me. You're seeing in them, yeah. What like the likes of the Ray likes, saw in you? Saw in me, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the like, I was lucky enough to to have pros that were willing 
to take the time and chat and how but I don't want to I've been out of clubs where there'd be senior lads what haven't got time for people and that's just that might be just the way they are and that's it's not it's 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 harder to learn that way. It's, it's not nice environment to be around. So for me, uh, you always take on the 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 good things that you like. In terms of like my if if I went into coaching things, I would I would always take from the people that I enjoyed working with or the things that I liked or thought well wow, that's been beneficial for me. So you you just nitpick from different things, and it's the same in, as a player. You pick things from different players and. For me, a big one was like when I was at Chelsea with John Terry, and he was a brilliant captain. He used to speak to the lads. He'd treat you no different as if you was like one of the superstars. He'd sit, chat, invite you out, and he was brilliant. And I took that on board as a, like it's just something that you would like as a person. Like I, I, I like to help the the lads as much as I can. So hopefully that can help them progress in their career as well. Do you plan on doing your badges? Is that on? Yeah, the, yeah? I've I've tried to start. Yeah, but um, the COVID. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that is a massive. Yeah. Um, you can't do that on Teams, can you? Yeah. Put the cones out on Teams. Yeah. <laughs> got, got in your living room. So you it on Zoom. Out the way, I've got to put the cones down. <laughs> Zoom. Fucking <laughs> Mr. Knickers in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind them. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. Got to go around. Got to go around it. Pull them down. <laughs> yeah, so it no, yeah, it's something that's in the pipeline in terms of getting it sorted, but it's just obviously waiting now for the COVID. Well, you don't want to cut your career. I know you've no, no, yeah. no, you've got to make plan. every last no, no, but obviously you've got to make preparations for when that time yeah. comes. I mean, like you've not been the luckiest this year with injuries. You don't yeah. know what's around the corner, do you? you need yeah, to prepare, exactly. prepare for every eventuality. Mm. So. Yeah, no, for, I'm not looking. I'm not saying that I'm looking to come to any decision to finish now but I think easily I've got another four or five years in me but it's good to have it now so when I do look into going to into that pathway it's I stand in better stead if they go right at 31 32 he was actually interested rather than going right he's finished at 35 now he wants to start because it's what they might look at it go right is that the only thing he wants to do but yeah, it's just it looks better for me doing yeah. it that way, and I think the manager's given me that that almost like the the license to go and help the lads in terms of he's happy for my opinion. He might not agree with me, but he's happy for me to have an opinion and say my my point um, and help the lads. So like it's at the minute I'm learning. I'm, I'm it all goes in the, the bank, manager. doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. For your future yeah, career, exactly. Mm. You'd give Beckham a call and see if you can get the Inter Miami oh, job. Bex. <laughs> oh, Phil Neville got it, so I'm sure he'd be fine. Oh. So you know it, not what you know. Oh, it, it, it is. Football is that, that massive. Like, so, so many people have. Come manage uh, Miami, Phil? Uh, uh, nah, yes. I'm going to take England, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I've just booked the flight. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, what you say about like who you know and what like and all the rest of it. Like, yeah. Obviously, I've played like a bit of non-league stuff and all the rest of it. There's some absolute players down at that level yeah. that for for whatever reason, yeah. haven't made the court or just not, haven't been spotted. Like, spotted, yeah. not even, I've, I remember playing against a couple of lads and ended up having a beer after the game and whatnot, like chatting to them as, like, I'll just talk to anyone. But they And they were saying like, they've never even been at, like a, in a centre of excellence yeah. or anything like that. And I'm just like... How? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's crazy because it, you would think in terms of how big football is and 
scouting now, you, you pick up so many kids. But it's, it is massively, I think, football and that, it, at the minute, it's who who you know rather than what you know. Um, like, there's so many people are picking up managers' jobs, what you'd go, does he really deserve that or does he warrant that? Or, I don't know, players getting moves off the back of agents, friends knowing managers and it's... It, it happens. I know it's not a nice thing because there could be someone what's worked their ass off to get to where they are and doing it right and probably better, but just because of your agent sending him a bit of money and he gets you in, it's that's the way football is at the minute. There's a lot of it happening and it's not a, a not not something that we want in football, but it, it happens. I a, mate, a mate of mine, Sam Clucas, now at yeah, Stoke, so, yeah. um, he was up. Went to college with him. Was it like got released from Leicester? That's it. Like career done. Yeah. Did a couple of years at college, and he was he was like he was decent, like mm. decent player, and obviously went to that Glenn Hoddle thing um, that he does in out in Spain. Yeah. And then he managed. I think he got a gig at Chesterfield. I want to say uh, something. No, it's Hereford. Hereford. Yeah. yeah. And then it, is that when he went to Hull after that? No, he went. He went from Chesterfield. Oh. Then he went to Mansfield. Oh, okay. Where he was literally, he was getting death threats and all sorts because obviously like they're is that big, a big rival? Yeah, yeah, massive. Then that's when he got the the move to to Hull, to Hull and then went to Swansea, and now he's captain of Stoke. And this is like this was this, this is the bloke yeah. who got bombed, bombed from yeah. Leicester. But that's like, you're not good enough. Yeah, it, character. That's what happens. But it, like you said, with the Ray situation, if it weren't for Ray picking up the phone that day, who was to say that my you crew would have play. gone that would have been on? You, and, yeah. yeah. Because I would, might not have had that opportunity to work with Gus and might not have kicked on. I could have went signed at Torquay and probably nosedived from there. You, you never know. But you said it earlier, your your advice would be to to do it every single day. Every day, yeah. That, that That's why Ray Wilkins put the phone up. Yeah. It's because of your character. And that, that if, if it's, it, people don't have that and you can have all the talent in the world. Yeah. If you've not got the ambition and the, and the drive the, yeah. and the urgency and the drive and yeah. you just can't teach some players just bounce and bounce yeah. and bounce and they just I think even more so now people just want life and oh, yeah. on the plate don't yeah, they no, like, I think like, do, yeah. that's, that's, everything. that's, that's, football, that's, that's the world at the minute yeah. I think people people think they're always owed something yeah. or they're always expecting someone to come and help them and if, the only person who's going to help you is yourself yeah, if you want something and you you're gonna have to go and work for it. Um, for me, for me, like it, the lads even laugh at me now, and uh, when I'm training, like I'll give a hundred and ten percent. I've seen a couple of videos of you flying in. Yeah, <laughs> so well, you've got a knock. And <laughs> I, so I, I remember like actually slide tackling one of the lads with my head, and they're like, oh, "What the hell are you doing?" And I was like, "Well." He was going to score. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, well, I could have booted you in the head. I said, oh, fucking, you could have got me 10 days off there with a concussion. But uh, no, so I was just, it's just the way I am. I don't, it's just it's something in me. Uh, every day I train like it's my last day. Um, and like you the physios. Are, competitive, mate. Yeah, and I'm I think the, the, the physios well, are there pulling their air out going, fucking, yeah, he's just come back from injury. You need to calm down. But it, I, I think... I have to train the way I play. I can't have an easy day and go chill today and then tomorrow I've got a game. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't do it. I just need to be 100% all the time. 
it's just the way I am. Well, yeah, and that's character. And, and, and yeah. there's, there's two things. There's that, and then there's the, I want to play football. Yeah. They're the two big things for me that, that are, for the outside looking in, clearly, from some of the modern, from the modern game, some of the people, they're the two things. Yeah. He's not driven, and you don't want to play football. Football, yeah. And that's infuriating as a fan, because yeah. I'd love to have like 10% no, because, of your uh, fucking that's what I mean. Like, it, I've never understood lads what... Come in and toss it off. Like we have, we've not got that at Lincoln. We've not got one player like that. But I've been at clubs where you, you come in and they're just not running, not asked. I'm thinking, like, there's about a million kids what would die. Left bollock to do it. To do that. You are, and I'm yeah. like, and you're moaning about things. I'm thinking, what, what? Like, you could be. Up at six o'clock in the morning, digging holes in the road at minus five, but you're here, running. Right, like, what's, the, what's the problem with you? Like, have you approached lads about? I've, I've like had arguments in, like... with people. Like uh, the big thing with me, like, a lot of lads. What probably, if you ask some of the link, like I'll work people every day. I'll, I don't let people off with anything in terms of I want them to press. If they're like, we'll we'll do it as a group. We we'll press. We we'll run. Don't whinge, we don't whine. That that's just the way I am, and I I want them to tell me if they think I'm not running. Fucking tell me I'm not running. I'll run even more. Then it's fine. But I've had lads in training where I'm like, fucking. I've stopped in the middle of sessions and gone. If you don't want a fucking beer, fuck off in. Because if you're not going to work, you you're killing all of us. Here. And they're like, oh fuck off. They're having an argument, and then it then they get up and start running a bit because I've pissed them off. Just give them that bit of drive to go and do something. But I have had lads like that. It's frustrating, but I'm glad with this group, we've got no one like that. Everyone's... It takes the intensity got... out of the session for everyone, no, but it's just yeah, one it bloke it. tossing it off. Do you have to... It ruins it. There's no point of the manager putting on a session if if you're not going to do it. If you're not going to do it, you might as well have gone inside and we could have got one of the young lads to come over and do Who it. Who are going to give them 10%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's the main one for me. And it's now time for a sponsor drop. So we are also sponsored by Clavering's Removals. Dan Taylor, who are Clavering's Removals? So Clavering's Removals and Clearance are a removal company. So if you are moving house or you've got an old sofa to get rid of and you can't manage to fit it in the boot of your car, just give them a call. Um, but yeah, obviously in the boom that we are in, in terms of the housing market, there is quite a... Uh, substantial demand for for removal so please give them a call um, on 07904546036 or email info at claverings.co.uk for a quote so there's obviously plenty of football left in you yeah so hopefully uh, I don't know when this will be released actually hopefully yeah because hopefully when people hear this you're back in the championship but it's um it's been a long, weird season on it with, yeah. with COVID. Like a it's, weird... What's it been like to play in? I was going to say, as a player, like, what's it been no like? fans with all the testing and everything. Yeah, it's 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 been difficult, I think, the, uh, in terms of the amount of games in short periods, less rest, that's been hard. Um, especially at your age. Especially at my age. <laughs> Can't get on. <laughs> Heightism. <sorry. laughs> uh, ageism. Um, no, yeah, it's in terms of not having fans, not being able to use the facilities as what we usually have. Weird world, isn't it? It's been difficult. Um, 
And then of the, the fan situation comes down to mentality for me. Because a lot of the, a lot of teams or players will will need fans to drive them on. So for me it's that's an easy thing for me. I think if you put me in the park tomorrow playing with anyone, I'd still do the exact same things as what I do in front it's of everyone else. People, yeah. It's just the way I am. And and that's what I've been trying to drill into the boys. It's all about mentality and and they've been brilliant with it and the mentality's been perfect. Um and so it's just been a, a mad season in terms of like testing and missing days because of COVID cases and things like that. But Yeah, you got shut down for a few days, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. for like ten Couple days. And yeah. it, it it's been difficult, but that's what makes it even better in terms of if we get promoted now. So to say that you've done it in probably the hardest conditions, it's gonna be like it's gonna feel a lot more worth it. Do you know what I mean? In terms of uh, promotion is always big, but to say that you've done it in the middle of a pandemic, no fans, and it's training's been even harder because you're not been able to use the gym properly and things like that. It's a, you don't have to challenge and stuff like that. No, like yeah, the gym it, side of it. Though. Yeah, it, <clears throat> the the gym side of it's massive in terms of like that your power and things like you need to keep on top of like yeah, and, yeah. and injuries and stuff like that. Like I've probably suffered this this you season. Really like, I've never had a muscle injury in my whole career until this season. And that's probably down to a lack of getting into the gym, getting the right food at the right times. Um, because we're not been able to use the and the fact that you've the, got a match every other game. Yeah. Other day so as well. it's, it's so you're always <laughs> playing catch up with your recovery and, and your and being right leave so wide open to yeah so you do you leave yourself open and the way i train daily even when the staff are going right chill 60% today, today mate, yeah. but i still can't do it it's just the way i am naturally but so yeah to say if we could do it at the end of this season it's going to be a, a something special just got to get them Sunderland fans turned then yeah yeah get an early goal Watch them uh, get all aggressive. Yeah, and shit. I'll celebrate. <laughs> no, no. So imagine if I score against Sunderland. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, over to you then. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Interested to see. Oh, no, sorry, so. I got one last season, lads. One in four. I told you. Yeah. One in four, yeah. It was a good one. Though. Thirty-five yards out, top bins. Do yeah. it. it. I done. actually won goal of the season, goal of the year before. Yeah, the year we got promoted. On strike, oh, that's, that's impressive, game, isn't it? Was that the Carlisle goal? Yeah, the left foot volley. And then the night we got uh, promoted against Dagenham, scored two in that season. It's what easy, was that easy to remember your goals, to be fair, isn't it? Yeah, it's only three. <laughs> <laughs> three more than me. <laughs> <laughs> was the volley a swinger? You just swung a bit? No, nah, it, was, it, was, it was a good yes. strike, yeah. It was a... You know when you catch a volley sweet, yeah. there's no better you know feeling, lo- is there? You know when the local commentator goes off his nut? Yeah. There's yeah. a decent YouTube video of it. Yeah. Oh, I'll go and check that out. Just see me run off. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you got full late on, yeah. Cheer up. <laughs> late on. It was late on. Uh, yeah, both of them were late on, yeah. Yeah, something about late goals, isn't it? Yeah. Going a bit mental. They matter more, don't they? Yeah. Especially to the fans. There's yeah. no fans yeah, in there. So obviously you'll have, you'll have fans back in for the, for the two so, yeah, semis. For, uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully you're in the ground. Boys, you'll be, but you might have a chance. Yeah, I want... Hopefully you lot are getting... The ballot, because they're not doing away fans though, are they? They're no, only doing home no. three, three, two, is it three, two, fifty? Is yeah, it? something like that for us. But they're, they're allowed ten. Yeah. They're allowed ten. Yeah, 
which could which I, I, said to you, didn't mm. I, I wasn't sure I, whether I felt that was like a bit of a disadvantage but actually having spoken about Sunderland fans tonight it could be, be. Hey, can, I, can, I, can I have 30 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just bring them all back <laughs> bring them all back <laughs> let them all in so obviously coming through the, the, the school system etc uh, in Reading hmm. before you joined Chelsea what was, what was life like growing up um, tough uh, well this is going to be difficult for me guys so I'll just give me a minute um, yeah, so growing up was difficult in terms of not knowing my real father. My real father was a drug addict. Um, my mum got with my stepdad when I was probably about four, five. So he was always a father figure for me. But um, him and my mum split up early uh, when I was about 12. Uh, 11, 12, um, he started using drugs. He started uh, beating my mum and stuff like that. Um, and then my mum moved to, to the Isle of Man. And then, uh, obviously, I was still at Chelsea at the time. Were you living at Diggs? No, this is, like, where he was, he was off his head all the time on drugs and he was out doing whatever. I lived on my own from 12 till... Um, until I went to Diggs, so until I was about 16. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough because at the time I was still going three times a week to, to Chelsea and I would have to get across from Reading to Chelsea and I'd have to obviously do that as well as school. How was you getting about? You got train. to off that. Yeah, so I used to get the train to from, from, from Reading to into Paddington and then across from Paddington. How old were you doing this? Um, from 12 years old. Um, so... How are you covering that? Well, payment, what, it's just it any way you could? Yeah, whatever I could do at school to make money and things like that. So um, I'm wanting it. Okay, now. Yeah, so the big thing with me, but when my mum, I didn't have a great relationship with my mum growing up, but when she left, it was hard for me because I didn't want to... Leave. I, I knew if I left Reading and went to the Isle of Man, my football would have stopped. So I had to pick what I wanted to do in life and there and then. And that was a big dis- decision for myself. And then obviously dealing with uh, being on my own from such a young age and uh, my, nad- my, my stepdad at the time and him obviously dealing with, with his issues and seeing him day to day and any OD and things like that, it was tough. So I made that decision from, I, I kind of knew that at a young age that no one was going to come to help me. It was only going to be myself that um, got me out of it. So for me, it was just, just trying to wait, raise awareness for, for like younger lads what are probably going through similar situations or or in tough situations to help them out as well. Driving yourself on, yeah. that's not easy. And not having that support network. What, what, were, you, what were your, um, what was sort of going through your mind on like a daily basis to, to really drive you on? Was it to get out of that situation? Or? Yeah, because I just, uh, I, I knew that I was in a, in a difficult place in terms of if I, if I didn't get out of there, what, uh, would I end up like the rest? in terms of will I end up on drugs or crime, things like that. 
And I didn't want that for my life. I'd, I've always seen myself as a, when I was growing up, as like I wanted to be successful in football. I've always wanted to play football. Um, so that was a kind of like thing that kept me focused, kept me grounded and kept me moving forward. Um, but it's, it's difficult because I think it's more a case of, uh, no one knew that the situation I was in, no one at Chelsea knew the situation I was in. Was you almost like, I don't want this to come across in, a, in the wrong way, but almost embarrassed to talk yeah. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is probably the first time I've openly said it to people that I don't know. Yeah. There's people that know me what know a bit about it, um, but was you scared? Yeah, was I you was. scared that like yeah. Chelsea, the, like you went and into Chelsea and spoke to whoever your age yeah. coach was at the time? You said, "Oh, by the way, uh, my mum's moving to the Isle of Man. Yeah. And my dad's stepdad's a drug dealer." Yeah. They'd be like, "Right, see you later, mate. Yeah. We're done with you." Like, I, I, I didn't know. I just, I didn't know how to, to. To have any other, uh, the only thought was I just got to carry on as normal. Like, I didn't. It was, I was always like embarrassed, and not not so much embarrassed, but I just didn't want people to know what what was going on. Um, it was difficult because when, like on summer camps, I remember summer camps in the summer. So you'd go away for like three four weeks and you stay over and, and things like that. And there'd be lads like uh, going on holiday with their parents and things like that, and couldn't make the camps. But I was like, this is mine. That's your holiday. My, this is my holiday. Yeah. This is my relief. This is like me staying in a hotel for three weeks rather than staying at home with no electric and things like that for the, for the next three. So that was like my like my relief. Like I couldn't wait for summer holidays. So it it was difficult. But the the reason why I want to do it is just in terms of helping people and say like like this is a story. What this is this has happened. You can get through it. But I want to start raising awareness for. For, for is there, is there any similar. charities help out there now for kids in that situation? If, that's I don't think there is. Like, it's, Can you see yourself setting something yeah, up? Is that like uh, a goal of yours yeah, to I set up something like that? 100% in terms of um, I'd like to start something. Yeah. You see the way that like, I mean, like the stuff that Rashford's done over yeah. this lockdown period's an inspiration to yeah so many, so many people. people yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, this like, is a guy who doesn't have to. It's similar know, sort what? of. Not, I'm not saying the same sort of yeah. bringing, but a very no, difficult yeah, bringing. And look, think, he's used his platform to as do, a professional footballer yeah. in the best way possible. Like yeah. the impact he's had on the, like what seems like the the tiniest of things of getting some school kids a meal. Yeah. It is makes a, a massive difference. Huge, I mean, huge like for you, I mean, I don't think me, what you yeah. was trying uh, to get your food and uh, stuff. Yeah, like. I didn't, I didn't, there would be days where I didn't have like dinners or lunch or anything like that because I didn't have any money to, I'd have to go and, I don't know, whatever I needed to do to go and to, to make money or yeah. go and, I'd, I had friends at the time, but they didn't know in depth for what I was going to through. Because the into, of what yeah, was going through, yeah. They knew that, there was there was issues, but not to the extent it was. And there was probably similar. My friends were similar problems at home with their, their, their mum and dads and things like that. Was that it sort was, of the area that you was in? Yeah, was there a lot it of was, that, that it went was, on? Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. So, for me, I just wanted to like raise that awareness and oh, right. see if massive, we can there's do. There's a massive stigma around obviously like mental health and yeah, massively. and actually opening up and speaking and, and well, it's something we've talked about on this podcast. Yeah, yeah and voicing things and not being you know ashamed but to yeah not being afraid as no, well, yeah. to, to express how you're feeling but um i think you know you you touch on it there it's 
it's raising that awareness. Social yeah. media can be a vile place, but it can also be incredible. Yeah, be good. As we've yeah. seen with, like I say, with Rashford and things like yeah. that. So, um, but, you, I, but you've I, been through it, Liam. That, that's, that's the other thing. That, that this is your story and your journey. Yeah. And th- there will be so many people listening to this that have been through a similar, similar background yeah. and, and story. And, it, and it, for them, I, again, I don't talk for anybody, but I imagine they're sat there listening now, just absolutely, especially if there's any teenagers listening and they're going through a similar thing and they're trying mm. to get through it. Maybe not in football, but just in, in through life. life. Yeah. yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can take heart from the story. It, you, you do kind of get to a point where you're hiding it and things like that. I think now I've come to the to the age that I am and having kids and things like that, it's made me realise that you got to kind of own your life mm. rather than hide it and say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably, I'll do, like if the lads are like, at football now, I'd openly tell them what my situation was and they'd be like, fucking, I can't believe it. Like, how, like, but it's completely, I'm, but, I'm sure I speak for these yeah. two as well, like that's, properly shocked yeah shocked but for, for me growing up this is the worrying thing is like me growing up it was normal it actually to, felt normal you, yeah it was, normal. that was the you norm didn't, didn't I didn't know any else. different no, I just thought that yeah. this is what it was your circumstances yeah this is what it is yeah yeah, but, yeah yeah but it's now I just kind of think like right I've done what I've done I've, I'll, I'll own my life I own, I own the situation that I put myself it's in it's made you quite resilient as well yeah 100% yeah I can just there's not many things that will affect me in life in terms of like I think I've been through a lot of it already. I've I've lived probably three different lives in like I'm 32 now. But how's things with your mum and stuff now? Are you in touch? I, I haven't spoke to mum in I don't know 10, really? 15 years. Yeah. So like I don't have anything to do with any of my parents. I suppose that's made your family you've got now with your two yeah, lads makes and your me more and stuff. like. Um, I just, yeah, like, I, I'll, not that I'd want to give them everything, but I'd like to teach them the values of doing the right thing. But I just, I want to raise good people. Yeah. I, it, my, my biggest goal was if my kids become good people, I've done my job. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all I want. It's plain for all to see that, you know. You've... I was going to say, if they can be anything like yeah. their dad, they're going to be bloody good kids. So. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> It'll make, it'll make you a better father. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a father of three and and every day you're trying to teach your kids. And yeah. if I haven't been through anything that you've, you've been through and the reality is you're going to take that into parenting yeah. and, and, it, and, it, and, and ensure it give them happen. Yeah, and give yeah. them yeah. values. That, that, and it, it, parenting's so hard. And you, obviously when you have been through that upbringing and you know how rough and how bad life can be yeah. and you been able to provide for them now, that is absolutely huge. And I don't mean provide financially, I mean emotionally. No, just, yeah, just being there, yeah. It's massive. Yeah. And the love you'll give them, and it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, that's amazing. So we'll, um, we'll, look, we'll look for some charity. To, we, yeah. We've got some charity bets this year and some bits that we're doing, and we'll, we'll look for some sort of foundation. Hopefully you're going to set one up. Yeah. And we'd love to link ourselves with it. And it's, um, so we'd love to support it. Yeah, massively, massively. Yeah, so yeah, thanks for sharing your story. That's huge. That. No, that's fine. It's like that is the first time I've ever told anyone other than like friends and people that I've, that I've been close to. So yeah, like it's, this is a big step for me. But um, how do you find it to talk? Obviously, you said just before you started, it's yeah. difficult. Yeah, uh, it. I can openly talk once I get going. I'm alright. It's just like it's that, the initial. Yeah, I can't. I, I just get a bit choked. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't like necessarily look back now and go flipping this and that. Oh, I feel I've always had that mentality. Now, look, ne next thing, move on. Let's just keep moving. And it's been all know. part of your past, though. Yeah, it's part of your past. It, but it it's built me to what I am now. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm a, a a good person. So if it's, I, I'll go for it again to 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 get to where I am now. We know from a. Um, Having the connections we do at Lincoln City, we know what a lovely bloke you are, um, and it, and that's day to day. Mm. We're hearing that day to day, so we knew when we when we set this up that you were going to be nice and chatty and blah yeah. blah blah because because it's that New Zealand thing of I said earlier, it's no dickhead rules. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, and and if you take that through your life, if you think you're being an arsehole, you probably are being an arsehole. Yeah. Right? And then you surround yourself with it, and then you're t talking about sort of helping people move forward in their careers and stuff. Yeah. That that's that's because you're wearing some scars. You're wearing yeah. some scars, and you and you and you appreciate that, and it's made you a stronger person. Yeah. So that's a, a big thing as well with the lads. Uh, in terms of like, I say to them, if you, if there's anything off the pitch, what needs dealing with or help them or anything, I'll I'm there to help. So I'm not just to to uh, the football side of things. Like if there's things what you're you're struggling with off the pitch, like I'm here to either give you some advice or Point you in the right direction. Yeah, just or just ear. just to just listen. Yeah, like yeah, let yeah. Something out. Yeah, and let it and just put it out there to get it yeah. off your shoulders. Being able to actually, you know, just, just get, get that relief. Yeah, yeah that and relief. like um, I said to him all the time, if there's anything that you need, that even if I can't help, or like I said, I'll be here to listen. But if I can point you in the right direction or get in touch with people that can help you in that way, and then yeah, so that's a big. A big part of my character in terms of helping helping the the boys and and probably why I've done so well with it. Yeah, I think in, and you'll you'll take that into management as well. Yeah, and coaching definitely you will take that in. You'll yeah. you'll, you'll you'll maybe see something in a, in, a, in a lad and yeah. think, oh no, what's going on? I'm gonna yeah. take to one side and have a little chat with him because yeah. there's something not something's not quite right, right there. Because yeah. you'll see that. Yeah, because people won't see that. So that that will be huge, and I'm sure in your coaching career that will happen. Yeah, hundred percent that will happen. You'll see something and go right. That's I'm just gonna yeah. put an arm around him and have a little chat, and 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 help that kid out. Yeah, be, be, or or adult to be fair. Yeah, wouldn't just be a, be a child thing. I'm sure it'd be an adult thing as well. So, uh, Liam, thanks for joining. Gone off on a tangent. It's, we massively appreciate you joining the podcast. Incredible. We're obviously a fledgling podcast. We're, we're trying to get going. Uh, we obviously have a weekly show. We're trying to interview interesting dudes from the world of football, which obviously is a passion of ours. But mate, thank you so much for coming no, on. I appreciate it. No, Incredible, just mate. given the time. No, it's no, no so problem much. at all. Legend, I was happy mate. to Thanks do it. for making me feel so tall. There's <laughs> <laughs> another short joke. <laughs> and, and good luck in the playoffs. Mate. Yeah, yeah go well, mate. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. When people hear this, I'm sure you'll be in, you'll be back in the championship. Got to think positive, didn't you? Yeah. Don't affect my life, it affects yours. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so play for my club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be an absolute write-off recording the next podcast if we do get up. <laughs> <laughs> we ginned up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah thank you, you, thanks, buddy. No worries. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So that was part two of Gone Off on a Tangent, our Liam Brigcut special. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And I've got to say, uh, what a bloke. Incredible, mate. Incredible story, incredible career so far. Incredible and life. Just a, just life in what, general. Yeah, yeah, just a great bloke, honestly. From the minute he got here, he was just so 
friendly, chatty, just no subject off the table, just great guy. And so, I think I speak for us all when say honoured that he actually opened up to us like he did, you know, um, never met us before tonight and, and you know, it was something he wanted to say and yeah, incredible. He needed to say him for him, didn't it? He got off his chest. Absolutely class. He's genuinely just a, I can't speak highly enough of him and if anybody else is struggling or has struggled with similar issues to what Liam mentioned, there's plenty of help out there. Speak to your friends about it, speak to your pals, speak to speak Prob- to us if you want. Yeah, problem shared is a problem halved, isn't it? So. Yeah, find us on socials. We are at G-O-A-T-Angent on DMs Twitter. Are always, DMs are always open. Yeah, slide into our DMs if you want to chat. So yeah, so this has been part two. Liam Bridcook, go check out our other pods. We are gone off on a tangent. I've been Adam Stocks. He's been Carl Stubbs. Cheers. He's been Dan Taylor. Ta-ta for now. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for downloading.